right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's your Uncle Jimmy coming to you from the Rock and Roll Garage with another podcast, another Grease the Wheels podcast. Uh, I got a subject for you today that uh, I'm not sure that is going to help you at all, but uh, maybe if we all kind of pull together, we can help each other with this one. It's our bad reputation, the bad PR that we have. We have terrible public relations We're all uh, somewhat of a terrible public relations nightmare, actually, as technicians. And what I mean by that, to be a little clearer about the subject, is that a lot of people have a very poor opinion of mechanics and technicians. A lot of people. And I will tell you this straight up, too. In my experience, 100% of women have a terrible perception. They just don't trust technicians they don't trust them they all think and i I really literally mean a hundred percent they all think we're trying to rip them off i even had at one time years ago a a 14 or 15 year old girl tell me that that when she finally gets a car she's afraid that when she needs to get it repaired she's going to get ripped off she isn't even old enough to drive yet and doesn't have a car and she's already worried about getting ripped off by technicians my own mother used to have a little story that she would tell about how a shop wanted to replace her entire exhaust system when she knew goddamn well all she needed was a tailpipe. And so she actually took her car and left that shop and went to another shop and they told her that yes, indeed, actually all she needed was a tailpipe. So this is not completely unfounded, okay? Because there are scumbag technicians out there. There are thieves out there that are technicians. And if you are one of them, then you need to get either get the fuck out of the business or send me a letter so I can go to your house and beat your ass, okay? Because if you're ripping people off, then goddamn you, seriously. Because there's too much good work out there. There's too much legitimate work that you can earn money doing. You don't have to rip anybody off, okay? And if you are ripping people off, then go fuck yourself, okay? Because you're ruining it for the rest of us, okay? I don't need I don't need people thinking that I'm a scumbag because you are a scumbag. So stop fucking doing it. We have bad PR. We are thought of very poorly by a lot of people because they think that we're ripping them off. And I'll I'll be quite honest with you. I don't think that there's very many technicians out there who rip people off. I really honestly don't. And the reason I think that is because it's just, like I said just recently, like just now, there's a lot of good work out there. You don't have to rip people off. You can make good money doing an honest day's work. And of course, it depends on who you work for, but it's not necessary for you to uh, try to sell stuff that customers don't need. Now, I have had discussions with different service advisors at different uh, places I've worked at about what customers need, okay? And then what I'm talking about here is typically maintenance items. Now, where I work now, I recommend a lot of air filters. And people seem to think that I just recommend air filters because I just want to make money replacing air filters. That's not true. A lot of times, I will look at an air filter in a car and it's black or it's full of dirt and I believe in my heart that it should be replaced. I'm not trying to rip anybody off, but I recommend air filters so often that my service advisors think that I just do it because, I don't know, maybe because I'm a, a jerk off or something. I don't know what they think. I honestly don't care, and I'd be somewhat surprised if they actually do think, to be honest with you, but I recommend a lot of air filters, and that's because I see a lot of cars with dirty air filters. I see a lot of cars, and I know, I don't even have to look at them sometimes, I know that they've never had an air filter. They'll have 40, 50, 60,000 miles on them and never had an air filter replaced. And some of these are V8s. Most of them are six cylinders. Some of them are four cylinders. They've had a lot of air run through those air filters. And you and I know as technicians that for every gallon of gas, these vehicles 
use 14.7 gallons of air. Okay, and where does that air come into your engine? Through your air filter. Okay, so start thinking about that, okay? If you've gone through 1,000 gallons, you've gone through 14.7 thousand gallons of, of air. And it's all come through your air filter. And your air filter has kept dirt from going into your engine. And they get clogged up a little bit, and the efficiency is down, and they don't cost that much, and they're not that difficult to change, and goddamn it, you should just fucking change goddamn thing. But no, oh, the customer, said, the customer doesn't want to buy an air filter. Well, that's fine with them. That's fine. But don't give me shit for telling them they should change, okay? As I understand that, you know, air filters, and I mean, I don't like go on some diatribe about air filters. Christ almighty, all maintenance that you do to a car is a zero-sum gain thing. We talked about this before. It's not money that you spend that you're ever going to get back. You just spend money to maintain the machine that, that takes you here and there, and it keeps working because you have done the proper maintenance. I'm not going to say anything else about it. You need to replace certain shit, and it doesn't pay you back, and it doesn't feel any different when you do it nobody has ever said to me wow ever since you changed my air filter my car runs better i've never heard that and you're not going to hear that but that doesn't mean your car doesn't need an air filter or a fuel filter or a fucking oil change or a tranny service or a coolant flush doesn't mean it doesn't need that just because you don't notice it obviously if you go to the doctor and they do something to you you're going to feel that you know if you go to the dentist and he fixes a tooth you're going to feel that but when it comes to your car you're not going to feel it and this is where people sometimes feel like they're getting taken advantage of you could easily spend you know if you had like a, a porsche or a land rover you could easily spend a thousand dollars on consumable maintenance items for that vehicle and when you drive it away it doesn't feel any different than it did when you pulled it in and so it's real easy for customers to jump to conclusions and assume they got ripped off it's real easy reality they just don't want the fuck they're talking about and so what we need to do as technicians is we need to try to educate people so that they come to the conclusion that we're not ripping them off because honestly in a great many cases i'd say all cases we're not we are not and one of the things that happens you know is that people get ideas from things that other people say to them and it might even be the people in our own building our service advisors you know if, if the service advisor doesn't think you need something and and you recommend it then there's part of the problem the service advisor may say to you well you know the tires are a little low and the technician recommends you change them but you're still they're still good this is actually uh, probably a larger problem than we even know about because one of the things that goes on with service advisors is that they all think they're brilliant and I love that about them, even though they can't fix a car. And a great many of the service advisors I've worked for have never even been to college, probably couldn't even spell it. But they know more than we do if you ask them. And so when it comes to selling stuff, like maintenance items and stuff like that, they'll actually unsell it. And I've run into that many times. And so that makes you, the technician who recommended that service in the first place, makes you look like a jackass or a thief or a ripoff artist. And it's just not true. You know, if I put down that a customer needs an air filter and the service advisor says, I don't think you need one. Although that's just great. I actually looked at the air filter and noticed that he needs one, but you said you don't think he needs one. Okay, so there is part of the problem. And if I catch a service advisor ever saying something like that, which I never do, but if I did, I would just poke him right in the eye and say, well, now you're not going to be able to see the air filter. So, you know, you're in the same boat you were before because you didn't see it then either. Dick. I've had discussions with service advisors about the stuff that they try to sell. Actually, if come to the conclusion that service advisors don't want to try to sell anything in a lot of cases. I had one service advisor years ago when they still used to put spare tires in cars. This asshole would sell three fucking tires and then want the spare put on the car and then take the best tire of the ones that are left over and make that the spare. 
I, he did it to us several times. And I, and, you know, the service manager was fucking worthless. So you couldn't, you know, you could say something to him, but he would just be like, oh, whatever, you know, it wasn't, wasn't something he felt like he needed to fucking take care of. And I used to get so fucking mad. It's like, who in the fuck buys three fucking tires and then puts the spare in a car? What if the spare is five years old and the th- other three tires are just like, you know, weeks old, maybe months. And now you've got three newish tires and an old tire. Maybe it's cracked and dry rotted. There's been a few times where he's sold three tires and you go in and the spare is fucking destroyed because it didn't used to be the spare. It used to be on the car and it got fucked up. And then he'd have to fucking backtrack and sell four tires. Like, "Uh uh-huh, asshole. This used to happen. I think a, a small portion of the problem we have with our own PR, with our own image as technicians is due to what service advisors say. And it's because of what service advisors think they fucking know. When they don't know shit. Because if they did know shit, they wouldn't be service advisors. I really honestly believe that it, it's a job that requires no education whatsoever. There's no training for it. I don't know of any service advisor school out there. And when they say things that contradict what the technician says, they reinforce in the customer's mind the fact that, or the not the fact, but what they think is the fact that we're ripoff artists, that we're just trying to get more money out of them. God forbid it actually could be true. I mean, there are some technicians who will quote stuff simply because they just need money. It happens. I, I don't condone it myself. I don't see it a lot in the shops that I work in, but I'm sure it happens, and I'm sure it has happened. I, myself, personally have never quoted anything I wasn't sure the customer needed. I have quoted stuff that I found out later the customer didn't need, but that's only because sometimes I need to replace one part to see if it's going to fix the car, and then when it doesn't, then I need to fix something else or fix the real problem. It doesn't happen very often. I try to avoid it like the plague, but it happens, okay? That's what I'm trying to get at here with this particular podcast is that we're not in charge of the image of us that is portrayed. And that's not fair, especially because we're not paid what we're really worth. And and I think it's, it may, it's possible that it's done somewhat on purpose to try to keep us down, keep us from earning a lot of money and and being value and feeling valuable you know as i've said before you you guys out there and any ladies who are doing the job as well you're the talent you're the producer of the end product okay and you should be paid accordingly because without you nothing gets done nothing we are the talent and whether or not we have the public image of a serial killer or something as evil and dastardly as that that's not something that we deserve it's not something that we've earned it's not something that's good not something that we want we would like to be respected we'd like to be thought of as citizens upright citizens good citizens uh, people who do things in the community uh, people who care about other people people who are there to service to be of service to other people it's not about it's not always about the money you'll find that technicians complain a lot about the money because we are uh, we're trained we had to buy our own tools and compared to the labor rate that our shop charges the pay is hideously inappropriate we're hideously underpaid i agree with everybody who says that i agree that it's true i don't see how a shop can charge 150 dollars an hour and pay me $29 an hour. I don't see how a shop could charge $100 an hour and pay me 10 I don't see how that how they can feel like that's fair. And the problem is is that we just do it. We do what we do. And maybe maybe what we need to do is band together as a union or as a group, as a club and uh, tell these people that we want more money and we're not going to fix another motherfucking thing until they pull their head out of their ass and pull their pocket, pull their wallet out of their pocket and fork over.
PR being bad for technicians uh, is not something I don't think, I honestly don't think it's ever going to go away. Unless, unless you start talking to the customers yourself. I have had, and this has happened to me, I'm sure it's happened to you as well. I've had people bring cars to us and they talk to a service advisor and they'll tell the service advisor whatever it is they tell them. And then I only get, you know, a third or quarter of the story. That drives me insane. But I don't get all the information. And then I look at the car and I come to a conclusion about their concern is, and then I hit the service advisor with it saying, you know, you know, and, and this was real common when I worked in the North, people would come in and say, oh, you know, I have a very unusual vibration in my car. When I see that written on an RO, whether it's written or typed in or whatever it is, or if it's on a computer, if I see that complaint that their car rides funny and I'm working in a shop in the Northern part of the United States, I know what's wrong with that car already. I don't even have to pull it in, but I pull it in anyway. And what I'll do is I get it up in the air. And if it's it's four wheel drive, I put it in gear, throw it up, start the engine, throw it in gear, put it up in the air and watch the tires go around in an egg shaped manner. I've had some that were so bent, they look square. I've had some that were bent in more than one spot and they actually look like triangles. So, and I don't even want to get into all the other types of triangles and squares and rectangles and trapezoids and all that shit that a wheel could be, but I've seen it, okay? I've seen wheels bend uh, in ways that would boggle your mind. If, if I, I, I should, probably should have started making a video years ago, but I never did. So people would say to me, so what I would say to the advisor, I say, well, they got bent wheels. And then the, the advisor goes back up front, and I'm not sure what their exchange is with the customer. But the customer always says the same fucking thing. Oh, I didn't hit anything. And I'm like, to me, that's like the, the most ignorant fucking thing a customer can say. Because I don't know who you are. I don't know who drives your car. I know all I did was drive it about 100 feet, pull it into the shop, and try to diagnose a problem that you're having. And you're telling me that nobody, that you never hit anything with it and that nobody else drives it. That's what you're telling me. And you know what? I'm telling you is that you're full of fucking shit, okay? Somebody hit something with your fucking car, and it wasn't me. More than likely, it was you. And maybe you don't remember it, or maybe you're just in denial, but somebody hit something with your fucking car. So they'll come out of the shop, and I'll start the car up and put it in gear and show them that the wheels are not fucking round anymore. And that's what their fucking problem is. And they'll be like, oh, can I keep driving it? I go, it's going to ruin your tires. Because the tires take the shape of the wheel. And you have a vibration because the tires are taking the shape of the wheel. It's just as simple as it gets. And there's so many cars out there now with aluminum rims on them. And they're fucking 7, 8, 9, and 10 inches wide. Yeah, they're, they're easy to bend. They're aluminum. They could be made out of modeling clay. They'd probably be just about as strong, for the fuck's sake, you know? But then as soon as I start talking to the customers, I'll say to them, I say, they'll say, but I didn't hit anything. I didn't hit anything. I said, I'm not here to accuse anybody of anything. I'm not a DA. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. I'm not a jury. All I can tell you is the evidence says that your wheels are bent. That's it, okay? You're innocent till proven guilty. This is not... CSI whatever city I'm in, you know, this is not CSI Buffalo. I'm not here to find out who did what, where, and when, and how, and what their motivation was. I don't care. Your wheels are fucking bent. End of sentence. I'm going to put the car outside and work on something else until you figure out what the fuck you want to do. But a lot of times when a technician, when I have to talk to a customer about something that's going on with their car, I find out that I didn't get the full story from the advisor. I find that that happens really literally all the fucking time. 
all the time. Those sons of bitches are just interested in not writing down what, what the customer said. They're going to write down what they think the customer said. And sometimes they even write down what they think is wrong. And I don't need that. I don't need that. The other thing they do is they put two concerns on one line, you know. Customer states his car has a vibration and the brakes squeal. All in one line. Like, no, that's two fucking lines, okay? Pull your head out of your ass. I find that when I talk to the customers and I listen to what they say about their car and what it's doing, I get a much, much better understanding of what's really wrong. And then when I talk to them about what we need to do to diagnose it, they understand what I'm talking about. Now, I'm not the most eloquent son of a bitch on the planet. If you've listened to this podcast or any other podcast for that matter, you know that's true. I use words sometimes that you wouldn't normally use just because I don't know any better words. I'm not that eloquent. But when I talk to customers and when I say when I talk to customers, what I do is I listen to them. And when I talk to them as a technician instead of a service advisor, they have a tendency to listen to me only because I know what I need, what needs to happen to make the car work properly and whether or not I can actually perform that repair. Okay. In the case of the bent wheels, there's only two things that can be done. Either the wheels need to be straightened or you need to buy new ones. And that's it. That's the end of my diagnosis. I'm going to put your car outside unless you got some other problem with it. That's it. And I don't know any other way really to repair our damaged image. You know, it's been a hundred plus years in the making. I think that uh, somewhere along the lines, we need to eliminate the people who deal with the customers. As technicians, I think we honestly have to deal with the tech with the customers ourselves. That will eliminate a lot of problems. That'll eliminate a lot of trust issues, I believe. I suspect that in the future, because we're a very technical, technically oriented society these days, we will do away with service advisors and have a simple kiosk where you drop your car off and then you make a recording and possibly a video of what your complaint is. And then as a technician, I can hear that. I can listen to you actually explain what's wrong with your car instead of having to listen to a uh, some asshole who didn't <laughs> who didn't listen to you and wrote down what he thinks you said. And that really that's what's been going on for 100 plus years. So. The other thing too is that a lot of times I, I believe the service advisors are actually fairly responsible for our bad PR because if something goes wrong, they'll be the very first ones to lay the blame at the feet of the technician. You know, say the say the customer says, "Well, my left rear tire is good, but my right rear tire is bad." And all the technician and all the uh, service advisor hears is left rear he goes, left rear tire is bad. And then you go, and as a technician, you look at the car and you go, well, the right rear tire is bad. Why does he want the left rear tire fixed? And then you have to go up and ask him, and then he has to call him. And if he doesn't get a hold of him and he wants to pick the car up at four, what are you going to do? You know, it's just, it's simple. It's simple, but it gets fucked up every day, everywhere you work, everywhere. And we have to, as technicians, as people who work on cars, we have to make sure that what we do is uh, honest, okay? I think that's important. If you're not honest, go outside and kill yourself, okay? If you're not an honest technician, get out of the business, please, okay? And if you are honest, let's see what we can do about repairing our, our image. I've got some sponsors who are coming on board pretty soon here are going to put you as a technician completely in charge of what happens to you. We're going to afford you the opportunity to work for yourself, and to handle the money yourself and to listen to the customer yourself and to deal with the customer yourself. And maybe it's not something that you want to do, but maybe it is something you want to do because uh, if you're used to getting 10 or $15 an hour for repairs that people pay $100 for, honestly, don't you think that they would be glad to pay $50 an hour to you instead? Yeah, 
That's what I thought. See, that's how it's going to work. So uh, I'll fill you in some more on that later, but that's going to repair our image, I believe, is when we start dealing with the customers ourselves, okay, instead of having a go-between who gets it fucking wrong. Just to wrap up this podcast and to kind of give you uh, just a little bit of a teaser here, the idea of working for yourself should not scare you. It should empower you. And when it does empower you, what's going to happen is you're going to have happy customers who pay a lot less for repairs than they have been, and you're going to make a hell of a lot more because those tech, those customers are actually going to pay you for the work that gets done to their car. And so you're going to be able to make double and maybe even triple what you make now, and the customer is still going to save money. And the only loser in that whole that whole situation, the only loser is the dealership owner or the shop owner. And you know what, quite frankly, fuck those guys. Fuck them. They collect all that money from you and then they try to hold you down and they hire crappy help. I'm not going to put up with it anymore and I don't think that you should either. And when the solution comes along, I'm going to fill you in on how to get signed up, hitch your wagon to that star and we're going to go forward and we're going to go up. And everything else is going to go up, too. Your self-esteem is going to go up. Your customers' uh, bank accounts are going to go up. So is yours. Pride and workmanship is going to go up. Everything's going to work. Everything's going to work better. Everything will be better. So stay tuned for that. All right. But if you got some feedback and you got a second or two, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, hit the Twitter. Hit the Google. Whatever, whatever, whatever method you can use to get to us here at Grease the Wheels, we'd love to hear it. I don't know exactly how we're going to go about repairing our image i think that there's some things that could happen that might do that might do the trick but uh do what you can to repair the image on your end i'll do what i can to repair the damage to our image on my end and maybe someday we won't be thought of as uh, greasy thieving bastards (laughs) all right so this is your uncle jimmy signing off for grease the wheels see ya